Well, hi, Muffins. Welcome back to another fantastic episode of Seriously. You know, you can get me most days right here at anchor.fm front slash seriously, or add me to that podcast app you've got on your phone or your laptop or whatever device you may be rolling with. Just search me out under Seriously Total Health and Wellness. And I got to say, before I really get into today's episode of Let's Talk Ag, um, again, thank you. I know I say it a lot, but goddamn, I don't think thank you is said enough. I don't think appreciation is spread enough out there. Um, I, I just really believe that if we get into that attitude of gratitude, it's it just makes things so much better because even in the darkest moments if you can be grateful if you can be thankful for one thing in your life it starts to open up um i'm thankful for each one of you for letting me invade your ear holes oh that sounds so dirty i know but i really am because the content that i'm putting out there for you is inspired by you is inspired by your comments by your questions by your search for more information and i am all too happy to bring that to you um and because of your support and the great feedback i've received there's some amazing things in the works um seriously going to continue doing epic shit and just so proud to be part of some really great things coming your way. So stay tuned for that. But in today's episode of Let's Talk Ag, I want to talk to you about something that not everybody knows about. Um, it's something that when I've come across friends in ag, either they're totally jazzed about the subject uh, or they think it's intrusive, or they didn't know shit about it. And what I'm talking about is conservation easements or land trusts. And I want to talk to you guys today a little bit about why you should really think about land trusts, especially if you're in an area that you're having urban encroachment. If you're in an area that has historical farmland that is going the way of the buffalo. And how you can do your part to help protect family farms and keep it in perpetuity. So, let's get into it. But before I do, little disclaimer. You know, I like a good disclaimer. All the thoughts are my own. A lot of the information um, you can find is out there on the World Wide Web, just like I did. And um, a lot of it, the information I'm giving you, is personal experience. So let's get into it, shall we? So today on Let's Talk Ag, I want to talk to you about land trusts. And I think it's important um, that we have a bit of an idea of what really a land trust is. Now, if you look up the definition of a land trust, there really are two distinct definitions of a land trust, if you look it up. 
Um, one definition is a private nonprofit organization that is all or part of its mission actively works to conserve land by undertaking or assisting in land or conservation easement acquisition or by its stewardship of such land or easements. The other definition is an agreement whereby one party, the trustee, agrees to hold ownership of a piece of real property for the benefit of another party, excuse me, party, the beneficiary. Um, there are many, many land trusts across the U.S. Um, I'm familiar with a few here in California. I had the absolute distinct pleasure of working for one of the first accredited land trusts in the nation um, and learned so much on that job. It really took me a few years after not being there to understand just exactly how much information, how much I gained from being at that job. And I was just the admin, really. Um, there is so much to learn about land trusts, but let me tell you why it's important. Because in this day and age in agriculture, you have family farms going by the wayside, whether it's because of estate taxes, um, you know, the amount of taxes you have to pay when you have um, an operation or a farm passed down from one generation to another is off the effing charts. Off the charts. Um, some, you know, I, I know personally of operations that have literally folded because of the massive amounts of taxes, then throw in some regulations. You just have a big old shit sandwich. And really, you know, like we've talked about before, with everything thrown at our agriculturalists here in California, which it's just a big old fucking cesspool of like overregulation and craziness and let's take your water and ooh, look at I'm getting all off. Let's put a pin in that. But then you have to think about having to fight for the land that your family has been farming for years you have to fight the government to hold on to your property so they can't come and take it in the name of eminent domain or the red splotched three-eyed four-toed spotted newt i don't even think that exists but and i'm taking super fucking dramatic license but i'm just throwing this out there anyway but it is out there, guys. It's totally out there. And with land trusts such as Malt, who I got to work for, um, it's their organizations that they truly believe in the land. They truly believe in what they're doing and keeping families on the land and providing education for those agriculturalists to keep their their farms 
their ranches in perpetuity, as well as helping them, whether it's cleaning up their um, creeks, excuse me, creeks, I say creeks, but I'll say creeks on their land, helping replant um, species of trees that maybe were extinct on the land, helping, you know, ranchers to understand over, you know, and maybe if it's over grazing, you know, helping them just, there's so much that they help them with. Now there is a school of thought by some who feel that a conservation easement is very intrusive. And when I say this, and I've had this conversation with those in agriculture who have, you know, who feel that I don't want someone having total access to my land telling me how I'm going to do it, when I'm going to do it, and what I'm going to do with it. I get that. Totally get that. But there is a balance. There is an absolute balance. And when you have a good working relationship along with education and understanding, this intrusive relationship that an agriculturist might think that they're going to have becomes a foundation of a long standing relationship that helps the farmer keep his property for the next generations to come and also helps them maybe with locating and acquiring grant money to um, do improvements on the property and to the existing structures. There is so much benefit, but what happens is, is when you have this, the old school of thought, because you've had, and let's think about this for a second, when you have someone who's very against the, the, concept of easement, and we'll talk about what a conservation easement is in a minute, um, you know, feeling that it's very intrusive and coming in and saying you do this or that, this is because someone, whether it's, you know, um, cattle or row crops or what have you, they've had to deal with this, you know, with the government coming in and telling them, you can't do this. We're taking your water. We're taking your land. We're doing this. So it becomes this almost fear of a land grab. And that is understandable, don't you think? I mean, I get it. I don't want someone telling me what to do. Um, there's only maybe a few people in this life right now who could even get away with a little bit of that. First of all, it's my mom. I'm still afraid of her and um, Jesus Christ, whatever. But it's just my mom. I mean, come on, guys. You know you're all, you don't, if your mom told you to do something, you'd do it. Don't even say you wouldn't because I know you would. Uh, but I don't think I would be comfortable if I had that fear, if I had those experiences with someone coming in and saying, well, you need to clean up your property. You need to do this. You need to change your practices. You need to learn how to have different operational practices than what you've been doing for the last 30, 40 years or what you were taught by your families. You know, it's, I guess you could say it's breaking negative cycle. It's learning new. And that's always something hard, don't you think? You know, learning how to do something differently than what you're used to doing is kind of scary. 
And let's face it, it's a little, you, there is some resistance, but with an open mind, you see that there's so much to gain. Now I want to go back really quick and I want to tell you about what an agricultural conservation easement is. Um, and it's, it's something like I, you know, like I just talked about, it's, uh, it's a conservation easement and it's a voluntary program. No one is, you know, you're not held at gunpoint. No one's coming to take your property unless you do this. It's, it is a voluntary legal agreement between the landowner and the land trust. Um, and you, the thing is, is that you're agreeing to not subdivide your property and build houses that you're not going to put, you know, you're, you're, you're agreeing to keep the land in agricultural operations that you're not going to get money for keeping, you know, keeping this land open and yet turning around and then benefiting again by turning it into multiple homes and all that stuff. Um, now, there are always provisions in the different contracts for these conservation easements. Um, you know, you have to remember that you're helping protect the land. You're helping protect over growth. You're helping keep, you know, by having this conservation easement. And I know it's like when you hear, oh, conservation. Uh -huh. It's really not what you think. It's not, and I'm speaking to my staunch ag peeps right now, if, they're, if you're listening. It's not a bunch of environmentalists coming in and, you know, walking around in their Birkenstocks and preaching love the land. Because really, if you think about it, y'all are on the same page. You're just coming at it differently, really. But you're all at the, going to the same end game. But agricultural conservation easements, meaning it means exactly what it says. Agricultural conservation. You're conserving agriculture. You're conserving the resources. How amazing is that? How amazing is there is it that there's a program that actually does that? Now, part of these land trusts is um, stewardship. And stewardship is a big piece of it. There may be something called an MAU Mow, mow. Sorry, I had to do that. I couldn't help myself. Um, MAU stands for Mandatory Agricultural Use. And that's something that is built into some of the easement contracts as well. It's basically just saying, with this agricultural conservation easement, you are agreeing to basically work the land. You are not just letting it go fallow, you are continuing, whether it's, you know, what, whether it's a small, um, goat farm, maybe you're raising, maybe you're using the land to raise goats to have your goat milk and goat soap operation. I've seen that. Maybe you're, um, you know, you have to keep the land 
and the, the several thousand acres that you have or hundreds of acres that you have just for cattle grazing but you are committing to keeping it in such. But stewardship, actually, it helps, basically, it, it helps the landowner maintain and really kind of, um, I guess the words enhance, I can't think of any better word, um, but helping, helping that landowner get the, get the best, get the most of the resources out of the land without hurting the land, without overgrazing, without overtilling. Um, and it also, they, you know, sometimes in, with the stewardship, there is staff that monitors the properties. I know when I worked for the land trust that I, that I did, there was a full-fledged stewardship department who these people are on their friggin' game. Holy Jesus. And they were doing baselines, they were keeping track, they were doing monitoring, they were helping secure grants for upgrades. Um, they were helping with soil improvements, projects to, um, oh gosh, there was a weed that was so, um, just, it was taking over and the stewardship department would go out and it would identify the different ranches that this weed was popping up on and trying to find ways to eradicate it without hurting the land and destroying the soil. That's what they do. So if you think about it, as a as part of a land trust, as an owner, as a landowner, you're getting those resources that you really don't have the time to go out and search or to try and get someone from oh, I know I'm going to catch hell for saying this. But like from Farm Service Agency, don't even get me started because y'all have heard my issues with FSA and um, that's another story for another time. You know, so land trusts are really your, if you're a landowner and you're farming or you're ranching, they are just another tool in your toolbox to help you be successful. And it's a it's it can be a symbiotic relationship i just i just want to throw that out there is there ways that it can go bad absolutely but you have to be forward thinking land trusts definitely are um they deal with a lot of the issues that are affecting agriculture today and trying to figure out the best way to be the best representative they're also, when done right, they're bridging that gap between consumer and farmer with outreach and education. When done right, you start to see more support for agriculture and regulatory issues and having that support through educational programs and outreach events, when you start to garner that support at a very organic level, you will see more support for agriculture as a whole. 
so maybe you're thinking now, why, why aren't we hearing more about these? Why is this, you know, why aren't there more? Um, bigger, uh, more robust land trusts, how come they're, you know, why wouldn't these guys be successful? Yeah, when you figure that answer out, let me know. Because honestly, I will give you my personal experience prior to and after. Prior to working for Malt, the land trust that I did, I did not see the value. I did not see the viable aspects of a land trust. I did not understand the full capability. And I'm going to be very honest and love to El Jefe and Denise and Jameson and the crew. When I say this, don't, you know that I don't mean this in a bad way. But I just thought it was a bunch of enviros trying to kill ag. That was before my very narrow view was widened and I was exposed to a different way of thinking. And I'm going to say that to you again. It wasn't until I was exposed to a different way of thinking and my very narrow view was widened. And I got to experience firsthand the value of what these programs can do for agriculture. And as firsthand dealing with USDA, waste of fucking time, sorry, sorry, Farm Service Agency, oh, they give me hemorrhoids. And working for, and yes, maybe I'm a little biased because I worked for them, but I'm telling you right now, I've worked for other agricultural organizations and you don't hear me toting their horns. But there's something about, even when you have difference of appearance, of points of view, backgrounds, but when the common thread is passion to promote, protect, and preserve agriculture, it all just fades away. I can't understand why we don't have more wide knowledge of and use of land trusts. It should be something that is just a given. And in some areas it is. I'm not saying that it's not. But there's going to come a time when land trusts are very, very visible. I want you to search out and find out more of your information. You know, I never tell you guys, hey, you know, you need to give your money here. You need to give your money there. I, you know, I'm all about you give because it's so important, but you give to the programs, you give to the things that mean the most to you. Um, if you like what a land trust is doing, give to them because they are nonprofits that solely operate on grant funding and private donations from you and I. Um, search out, uh, search out Malt. Marin Agricultural Land Trust. It's malt, M-A-L-T dot org. And read about it. They do a really good, and not because, you know, I had connection, but 
they do a really good way of one explaining the why and you know me I'm all about the why I want to know why this is important why we need it and really why isn't it bigger but there's there are some that kind of fly under the radar like the Big Sur Land Trust and you know there's there's so many out there guys I want you to type in land trusts in your area and just see see what they do see what they've done and also I encourage you to attend one of their events um, one of my favorite events to go to only because it was at the sheep spot was what they would do is a wildflower walk I never knew there were so many different species of wildflowers I, I, it was insane and they would have a list of people on a waiting list who wanted to go on this wildfire walk they would have farm to table dinners where you could sit down eat the food that was cultivated from the land or the surrounding area and you get to break bread with the landowner with the farmer and get to hear firsthand just exactly what it takes to operate and be an ag tell you those are some of the most golden moments to watch people who are not acquainted with agriculture except for a farmers market and go into the store um, and to watch them like get it it's amazing it's the it's the most it's almost like watching your child walk for the first time and you have this immense pride and you're like oh my god they are gonna they're gonna take this and run with it. It's kind of how I feel about when people figure shit out about ag. When something resonates with them, and it's like, yeah, I need to, I need to get involved, I need to do something. And I'm not saying that you have to only buy your food at the farmer's market and you only, you know, that you have to give all your money to these land trusts, which, sorry, I know there's a few people um, who would think, oh, you should. But you know me, I think we need to support agriculture as a whole. There's a lot of great programs out there like land trusts that are doing everything they can every day, finding funding, finding ways to keep agriculture local and to keep agriculture viable. For the rest of us so it's only right that we do our part don't you think so that's it for today guys i didn't get all bajiggity with you and going crazy um i hope you're following if you're in california or around or any of the states surrounding california i want you to keep close eye on this water grab issue the 40 percent take um, from the agriculturalists in the San Joaquin area. Um, now the federal government is getting involved, which rightfully so, because the state of California has forgotten that they're still um, having to deal with the federal government in regards to water and some of the reservoirs and what have you. Most of all, search out. 
search out your own answers, ask your questions. Don't take my words for gospel. I want you to be informed and knowledgeable on what you're eating, what you're buying. Remember to eat local. And when I say eat local, I mean support your local agriculturalists. For me, eating local means anything that's grown here in my area and also in California. But I also buy domestic. And do you guys know what that means? When you are buying domestic, that means you are supporting USA farmers. You are supporting agriculturalists here in these United States. And that is so important. All right, guys. Have a wonderful day. It's the last day of July, so go out with a bang. And remember... Never, ever talk bad about a farmer with your mouth full while you're holding your cell phone, checking the Instagram, driving your phone, which you should not be doing that. I'm hoping you're parked, living in a house, in your clothes, because those are the people who are busting their ass, going through unimaginable things to provide the very basic resources that we all need and won't get off our asses to grow for ourselves. All right, guys. I'll see you here again and keep those questions, comments, and concerns coming. And I'll see you here again. Bye-bye.